Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to Speed and Power on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm your host, Megan Walker, and we have got a great show going on tonight. We've got Harrison on the board, as usual, as well as my very own brother, Mitchell Joseph Walker. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on, Mitch. And quick shout-out to Layton's Pub. Thank you guys so much for the amazing food. I've got a BALT tonight, which is my personal favorite. And what did you get? I think some sort of burger. Some sort of burger. We are very (laughs) excited to dive in. They always have amazing food. And just want to thank you guys so much for all you do. But yes, this is my brother, Mitchell Walker. So tell us what school you go to and a little bit about who you are. Yeah, so born and raised Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, born in Annapolis, Maryland. And I'm a going to be a junior at the United States Military Academy this year. What is the United States Military Academy? I feel like not a lot of people know like what it is. Yeah, so uh, USMA or West Point, whatever you want to call it. Um, is one of the three service academies that the United States military has. We've got Army, Air Force, and Navy um, kind of all spread out around the country. And West Point just happens to be the one I chose to go to. And it's a service academy. Uh, like I said, uh, government pays for education in return for five years of active duty service as an officer in the United States military. That's amazing. So I feel like you're in a very select group. Like not many people would be willing to go into an academy like that. Harrison, would you want to do that? It was a thought, but yeah, I couldn't pull the trigger. So (laughs) definitely, definitely a different group. It's definitely like, it takes a lot of dedication. So what qualities do you have? Do you think stand out from other people that make you want to go into an academy like that? I don't know. I think the drive alone is just, I mean, the application process is over a year long, but I like to think of it as a three-year application process. You begin applying at the end of your junior year, but you can't just flip the switch overnight. Um, Your stats and all your extracurriculars and everything has to line up. So that they sh- they see a proven track record of excellence, not just, oh, I decided to go to West Point three weeks ago mm-hmm. and now I'm trying. So did you always want to go to West Point? Um, I actually wanted to go to Navy for a while because I was born in Annapolis. Parents always talked about the Naval Academy and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I did uh, did some stuff with the Marine Corps a little bit early in high school. So I was like, oh, Marine Corps officer. Sounds like fun. So then Annapolis would be the only route for that. But then I was like, oh, the Army kind of lines up with my goals and my expectations a little bit better. So maybe I'll go to West Point instead. Mm-hmm. that's awesome well good for you and congratulations on getting into that level and league because i know it's very hard oh yeah um but why i got you on here today is i like to interview a lot of athletes and everyone at west point is considered an athlete is that correct yes so why is that why do they have that saying going around yeah so there's a guy by the name of doug MacArthur. he was the superintendent as well as the commandant at west point back in the early 1900s he was a five-star general in world war ii led the kind of the campaign in the pacific he's huge he was a graduate as well and he kind of coined the term every cadet and athlete. So at West Point, every cadet in every class has to do a sport and you actually get graded on it um, regardless of level. So we've got intramurals that everyone has to do. And if you're not doing intramurals, you're doing either club level, which is more of a competitive level. That's kind of in between. And then we also have the biggest NCAA Division One program in the entire country. So we've got athletes kind of on to all different levels. What sport do you do, Mitchell? So I participate in Sandhurst, which is um, a combination of CrossFit, military skills, and maybe a little bit of running. Like, tell us, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Is it like a team sport? Is it an individual sport? What is it like? Yeah, so it's a team sport. You have 11 people teams, and you typically compete with nine people for every event. And then you sit two, and it's kind of like a competition. So it usually lasts. You train up for a whole semester, and then you do like a 36-hour competition um, against other teams doing different combination of skills and movements. Um, just a lot of military pertinent 
activities. You said you get graded on yeah. those. How do they go about grading those? Is it just based on like improvement or they're not, I'd imagine grading you just purely off of wins and losses for yourself. It depends. So like the, uh, we call them core squad teams. Those are the NCAA division one teams. Mm -hmm. They all get a pluses for okay. their sports. The club teams are a little different depending on what level of like, let's say you're on the club team, but you're not on the varsity team you're on the JV. You might get um, a B or a B plus, but the intramurals, and like, so I see these grades like very particularly because at West Point, grades are extremely important. We're ranked mm -hmm. on everything. Um, and so like intramural sports are on a force distribution scale. So every grade has to average out to a C plus. Okay. So you have people on your team who are getting A's, A pluses, but then you also have people getting B's. General contractors, business owners. And stuff like that. You have people, I mean, it's all across the scale. So you kind of see that's how they divide you up and grade you accordingly. You said you're getting like graded on everything. Does that ever like affect your mind? Like if you get a bad grade, because I know grades are very important to you. I assume they are to other West Point cadets. So if you get a bad grade, how does that affect your mindset? I think there's definitely a compromise to be had because like there's so many different demands at the service academies. You've got more course hours to study for and prepare for than you have time in an entire week. And you've got sports on top of that. You've got your military activities that you've got to participate in. So there can be concessions that can be made to maybe say, I don't need to get a good grade in this maybe it's not worth as much so there's kind of like a trial and error um period that you kind of get through your first year and then you kind of from there it's kind of you're thinking at the margins okay this is worth this versus this so i'm gonna use my time for that that's amazing well good for you because i feel like having being an athlete and being a cadet and having good grades like that takes a lot of time management like i feel like you definitely have to prioritize your time yeah definitely and lack sleep so lack sleep. <laughs> sleep is for the week am i right yes correct <laughs> that's crazy so you are gonna be a junior what are some key takeaways that you've taken from freshman and sophomore year? Yeah, so I mean, just do well early. Um, a lot of the big opportunities come up your junior year. And if you're not trying, um, maybe freshman, sophomore year, those opportunities don't um, reveal themselves. So I have friends that are thinking to themselves, why wow, I really, really, wish, really wish I tried harder freshman year or sophomore year. Um, and they're now paying the price for it junior year. So. That's been the biggest takeaway for me. Mm -hmm. Was there anything you were surprised about, like as time's gone on there? Because obviously you said it, you can't just flip the switch and decide you want to do it. So you've known about it for a while, but was there still anything that stuck out and surprised you being there now for three years? Yeah, definitely. So being from South Dakota, um, I was always kind of a big fish in a small pond, which kind of played mm -hmm. to my benefit. And I'm going to school with a lot of kids from Texas, California, DC that went to whether it be like harvard prep schools or yale prep schools and they're very high caliber individuals mm -hmm. i have friends in my my cadet company back at west point that got 36s on their acts whereas i was nowhere close to that and i was always thinking like i don't really know where i'm going to stand within my the class of 1200 of my right. class going into west point and like i've totally beat that standard of i'm going to maybe be average so um it's more the hard work versus like you can get a 36 on your act or a 1600 on your sat it's rather the effort you put in every single day. So that consistency, I guess, in the short run. <laughs> well, it's good that you came in with that mindset because I feel like as athletes, like coming into a D1 college, you're going to be like thinking you're going to be the best, but you're going to get like hit down. Like you're going to realize you're not the best. Yeah. So good for you. And aren't you, how are your grades doing, Mitch? How are your performances doing? I'm good. Yeah. You're good? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very proud of you. So oh, yeah. way to go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you love West Point, would you say? Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely the choice for me um i know we kind of talked about this earlier in the day but like i looked at coming to nebraska to do rotc um there's a guy by the name of lieutenant colonel pier um he was in the army obviously i'm not sure if he's still here but he was recruiting me pretty hard um to come here so rotc was is another option that you can take to be an officer in the military it's not a great way for the government to pay for your college but ultimately for me i kind of had to take that full deep mm -hmm. dive and go service academy so 
So you mentioned, you know, that financial reprieve they kind of give a lot of those students. And just for anyone that's out there listening, and again, if you guys want to join the show, start a Heyman text line 402-464-5685, as well as we're streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Uh, But I could want to go into that financial uh, bit right there because there is a lot of kids and it is a way for them to get a good education, go to a good school and still give that service. So, you know, what did that kind of look like for you early on? in terms of what were they telling you, what you can get financially um, and what was required for it? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, the financial motivation was never like, I'm either going to get a full ride or I'm not going to go to college Mm -hmm. kind of thing. It was just kind of an added plus because my parents were, and I mean, obviously Meg, you can speak to this too. Our parents have always been committed to, we're going to get you to college no matter what, we're going to get you a degree from there. You're kind of on your own, which makes sense. (laughs) But uh, like I get paid to go to college. I get quite a bit of, it's not obviously a ton of money, but it's enough of a stipend that it gets everything provided for. And obviously our healthcare is provided and everything, but it enables you to go do stuff. And just the academy itself, like I just actually got back from a two week trip to Europe where the government gave four of us $25,000 and said, Hey, go on a two week trip to Estonia in Eastern Europe to go see the country. So that's awesome. Yeah. I had 80 bucks a day in per diem that we just spent on expensive meals. It was great. (laughs) What was your favorite play or favorite uh, thing down there? I don't know. Just kind of seen. I'd never been to Europe before, so oh, so it was the first time over in Europe as well. Yep, it was fun to go see that. And like, I'm leaving for Alaska on Wednesday, so the government. Oh man, <laughs> the government's giving me like plenty of travel opportunities. And I jumped out of planes last summer. Like that kind of stuff, you're not going to do. <laughs> just financial aside, you're not going to do that at uh, civilian college. Do you remember Johanna? Yeah, yeah, so I do. He was in Estonia, and he met up with her, and she was his little tour guide. No way. Yeah, yeah we met up with Johanna in her native city. And one of my buddies who's on the army swim team, he's a division one swimmer. He's half a second away from the Olympic trials. Um, <laughs> they actually went on a date. They spent the whole day together. And you, he can't be, you can't be giving out private information <laughs> about saying, teammates, I'm saying, man. I'm just saying, Joanna might be coming to West Point in October and in February for a dance. So oh, hey. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I hope she's not listening to this. Yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah. What are the odds of that happening? I made it happen. Oh, okay. I'm a matchmaker. So you're aware. Yeah. I'm I think I think aware. we made it happen. It was a combined effort. Okay, we need to change the subject. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we, right. we got uh, your mom in studio and she's she's yeah. throwing out the flag. She's so. throwing up, man. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's crazy. But what did you expect that you were gonna travel this much when you came to West Point? Like, do a lot of cadets do this, or is this just kind of you're in a select group? Yeah, it's kind of like it's pretty average, I'd say. Like, yes, I'm very well seated on the order of merit list, but like I have friends that are lower third in the class that are doing pretty much the same thing We're, we have cadets in rwanda my roommate just got back from israel and poland like the government loves to send west point cadets and naval academy cadets and air force cadets everywhere around the world to go kind of see it so how many uh places have you been so far so that was your first time in europe have you been on multiple trips so far though yeah so i've been to europe um this year going to alaska next week um i went to georgia but other than that like your first two years you're kind of not traveling a ton it's more the last two summers before graduation okay Man, that's awesome. I feel, I feel like uh, that would have been the pitch to kind of sell me when I'm younger. Mm-hmm. You can go travel the world. And uh, I know it's a little different. You're not always there just for fun. You're you're on business a lot of times. But, you know, Megan, would you ever consider that? Or was that ever in your wheelhouse considering your brother's route that he took? I actually really wanted to go to West Point. Really? I loved the track. I got us. So we went to West Point. He had already like decided he was going there, but he hadn't seen the campus. And I was talking to the head coach there for track. And so he was like, hey, like you can get a tour. And so my brother got to see campus before everyone else did because it was due to like COVID. So they weren't letting anyone on. And so I really wanted to go to West Point. It was actually two days before I reported. Yeah. It's just such a crazy environment. Like it's like you're in a castle. Yeah. I kind of want to ask about the campus. What does it look like? Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't really think of an image in my head. So have you seen Harry Potter before? Yeah. Okay. Harry <laughs> Potter is model of a West Point. 
Yeah, that looks like a sick school. They, I can picture Harrison that. Would love to go there. <laughs> they wanted to film like the uh, the dinners from. I've never seen Harry Potter, but I know like our mess hall where we like our cafeteria. They wanted to film it there, and West Point said no. Oh, so there really is like yeah. it's really got that theme going to it. Yep, and then across the river, there's a house where the Wizard of Oz was filmed in upstate New York, oh, wow. and they wanted to film at West Point. And you know the little bellboy uniforms from the monkey, the flying monkeys wear. Mm-hmm. Are modeled after cadet uniforms no way because west point said no because like those are our uniforms yeah like, that's one of the uniforms we wear that's dress gray so they mocked west point by giving the monkeys that uniform <laughs> does that offend you at all no it's just funny it's a funny that is super <laughs> yeah. funny because you'll be walking around west point you can like point to someone that's never seen it before like oh that's the house the wizard Roz was filmed in it's like whoa oh my goodness okay tell us a little bit about beast because i feel like beast is like something I always admired and I really wanted to do. So explain what that is. Yeah. So beast is like the, um, the basic tra- it's called, it's really called CBT cadet basic training. It's like the six weeks before you're a freshman. It's kind of like your inculcation into West point. So it's a lot of military skills. Um, just kind of learning how to be a cadet. It's a, kind of a, just a big haze. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have your phone for six weeks. I know we talked about that earlier and like, I thought it was great. Like you get to meet a bunch of new people. You don't have the, um, demand to answer your phone. Like, mm-hmm. Right? it's very emotional like you're away from your family yeah oh, and i yeah. remember you would call us like you have no clue when they're gonna call so like my mom had her ringer on all the time and people would be like oh my gosh like mitchell's calling and then people would start like crying and all this stuff <laughs> yeah. so yeah it was definitely like a special experience i feel like not just for you but like us as a family yeah definitely it was it was funny to like be sitting around in a corner trying to stay away from my roommates and talk to you for like 10 minutes but yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's crazy did you lose a kid or gps like, how do you, did you keep track of each other? Was it GPS? Because there's a lot of cadets. No, I mean, you just a lot of accountability. But we did, like people would get lost during like land navigation. So you're going with a compass. And like one of my good friends dropped his tracker, which like tracks your location off a cliff. Mm-hmm. So they saw his elevation went from like 200 to zero in like three seconds. And they're like, wow, new cadet Lee just died. But <laughs> yeah, luckily just just the tracker fell off. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm kind of curious before we kind of dive into the mental stuff. Because uh, we have a little bit of time here before our break. Just physically, I mean, I'd imagine even even if you're in good shape, you're going to be doing things that are really surprising and just gruesome. Um, were there any moments like that, especially early on, maybe in your first two years, where you're just like, I knew this was going to be tough physically, but I did not expect it to be pushing me like this? Yeah, like even just during like we were talking about Beast, like Beast is demanding for most people because like we have a ton of cross country kids, uh-huh. but you can't just get around running. Like you have to run, but you also have to like, it's strength based as well. Like, I ran track in high school just like Meg did. Got, like I was great at hurdles, but that short range stuff did not, or short distance stuff did not help me at all at West Point. We were running three or four to five miles a day, and I had to relearn how to run distance essentially because I'd never done it before. And you're carrying the backpacks; they're putting weight on you as well yeah. when you're doing all that. Yeah, well, that, it helps being tall. Like I'm six five, and like my steps, I can make up for speed. Like, <laughs> but like I have friends that have to got to be in a little. We call it the airborne shuffle, a little shop in the feet. Man, yeah, that's rigorous. I always, I always kind of wonder because um, that was always the thing for me. It was like, man, I am I willing to kind of put that much physical work into something um, when I'm not trying to be necessarily an athlete? And I want to dive into the mental side a little bit because um, the no phone thing, a lot of stuff, the family, you're not being able to just call them 24-7 like you w- would want to. Were there any things mentally where, you know, you felt you like you're really getting thin in terms of where your stress levels were at that was just gruesome while you're training? I mean, not necessarily doing beast because I was kind of like, like beast for like me for like an all time, like I don't want to say all time high, but like a high that lasted. Like I was like 
I love not having my phone. It was great. <laughs> but then you get into like August, September of your plebe year and October is the worst month of the year because it's like test after test after project is starting to be due. And it's that that month usually October and April is what we like the joke we have. You can survive both of those of your plebe year, your freshman year. You can survive West Point because you start getting nights where you're getting three or four hours of sleep and you're waking up, going to formation, sitting through classes you don't want to learn and it's just a grind day after day mm -hmm. after day. You're living for the weekends, essentially. What about uh, and do anything crazy with the diet? I know in some places like this is probably for more elite, but I know they'll almost like starve them a little bit just to kind of put them through that edge of like, this is what you still have to stay razor sharp, even when you're low on, you know, nourishment. There are times diet wise where they're kind of maybe not, you know, keeping you with the minimal amount of food, but just kind of testing uh, your diet in general. So not on the level of like, army ranger school where you're getting right. two mres a day which is like 2400 calories but like uh plebe year you're like most people have never done that much activity you're constantly moving you're like a lot of people lose pounds during beast but like we learned early like they had the scoop of jiffy or like the container of jiffy peanut butter on the desk and you could pass it around and use a spoon and just eat spoonfuls of peanut butter like <laughs> we coped with it pretty well i'd say i gained 10 pounds during beast which was i was shocked oh, oh you gained 10 yeah. pounds yeah that's crazy. You think that's like muscle mass or just from just eating the food people didn't want to eat? Like a lot of like <laughs> vegetables, people did not want to eat them. And obviously, 10 pounds of vegetables is gonna be pretty hard, but like the peanut butter. Did was... you guys eat MREs when you were in beast? Yeah, MRE. Anytime you're in the field, you're eating MREs, which are you get used to them. What is that? So it's meals ready to eat, is what MREs stand for. And it's like uh freeze-dried food that is good for like 10 years. Was there one that was actually pretty good that you weren't expecting? Or are they all kind of tasting that same range? Uh Creamy, I think it's fettuccine or spinach fettuccine gets a bad rap, but the snacks are good. You, just, <laughs> you throw away the entree and keep all the snacks are good. There you go. Yep. Good for you. Could you ever go through something like that? Yeah. See, like, that's what I wanted to do so bad. Like, I wanted to do beast. Like, I wanted to do something hard that, like, is so gruesome that, like, no one can do. Like, I know there are people that dropped out. Like, do you know how many dropped out in your class? Yeah, we started with 1350-ish, I think. And I think we lost 150 to 175 during beast. See, that's a lot of those pretty early on. Yeah. People they get a lot of recruited athletes that come to West Point thinking, oh, it's just it's a full ride. Right. I get to play Division One sports and they realize, oh, like the football team brings in 100 kids a year and they keep 25 after freshman year. So like I have mad respect. A couple of good friends of mine actually got kicked off the football team after freshman year and decided to stay like that is commitment. Oh, wow. But then other guys at Christmas of plebe year, they're like there was a guy in my company who transferred to a Sam Houston down in Texas because he wasn't getting enough playing time like. Stuff like that kind of just happens. Well, that is awesome. Well, we are going to cut it to break. This has been amazing. And thank you so much for being so talkative. Yeah, yeah we're going to cut it to break and we'll be right back on 93.7 The Ticket.